Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Um, so honored to get to share with you all today. Uh, just so thankful um, for the house we get to be in. So thankful for the people that we get to be around. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to take this lightly, yeah. um, to, be, to be left like this, to be in a space where people, we're not perfect, but we know the mark that we're going for. Yeah. Um, and it's not perfection, it's Jesus. Yeah. Um, and there's always more. And I've never been in a space where, like, um, where there's a mom of three kids that um, is like, okay, yeah, there's more I can do. Yeah. Like, I, I'm stepping into leadership right now when my husband's, like, in Nebraska. Isn't he? I keep forgetting where he is. Um, I'm like, he's, he keeps being in a new state. I'm glad he's in Oklahoma. I can remember this. Um, but um, just so thankful for yeah. pastors that right. saw that vision yeah. in this house um, so many years ago. Saw that vision in, in us and to, to right out of college students who said, no, I need to build my career and then I'll come to church. Well, this was our career and we had no idea. Um, but who saw that potential um, and, and called us by name and put out that invitation and said, like, hey, won't you come? Come and see. Literally our invitation. I think of when I read the Bible, Jesus saying over and over, come and see to people. Um, and that's exactly the invitation that we got from Pastor Ben. Um, it wasn't commit to anything. It was come and see. Changed our life forever. Um, But we're all leaders. um, And um, I know we all want to be in this for the long haul. Um, We all want to be discipling, making disciples of the nations, following Jesus um, for the long haul. Um, And so today I just want to speak to um, how we can have some relational endurance for the long haul. How we can be discipling for the long haul. How um, we can we can have a few hits and get back up and go for the long haul. Um, We're going to look at it this long-term view of making disciples through the lens of the parable of the sower in Luke 8, um, 4 through 8. I'm going to read that to us right now. Um, I'm going to pray first. Father God, we love you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for you. Thank you for your church, your plan A for this world, God. Your plan A for us to experience you. God, we just pray for more of you, God. I just pray right now, God, that my words would be your words, God, that my thoughts would be your thoughts, God, and that I'd get out of the way so that you can speak and encourage and refresh and inspire, motivate and equip your church to be your church in our city and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Luke 8, 4 through 8. One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. And other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil. The seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Let's just walk through that. We're just going to walk through it real simple. A farmer went out to plant his seed, and as he scattered it across his field, a farmer went out to plant his seed as he scattered it across his field. His seed, his field. Mm-hmm. I don't own the seed. I don't own the field. Well, you don't own the seed. You don't own the field. Yeah, yeah. Well. He bought the field. He bought the field with his son. He bought the field with his son's death on the cross. Yeah. This field is his world. He yeah. bought it on purpose. 
he knew it was messed up when he bought it. <laughs> like, like he knew what was happening in it. He's a good gardener. He's yeah. a good farmer. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He bought the field. Right. I didn't buy the field, yeah. but he called me to be a laborer. The Bible says that um, there's another parable Jesus tells where um, that man goes out and hires laborers and then he goes back out and hires more laborers. Then he goes back out and hires more laborers. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know the story, but the laborers who are hired at the end that just like do a little bit of work get paid the same. They get the same reward. It's heaven. But we're all laborers. We're not the ones um, in charge. We're not the ones with the plan. Yeah. We're the laborers. We're the workers. We're day laborers. Yeah. So we do this his way. His way is not my way. His way makes me a little annoyed sometimes. Mm-hmm. His way seems a little crazy sometimes. But I am the laborer. Yeah. His seed, his field. Yeah. He chose you and me to come work in his field, so we've got to learn to do it his way. Mm. Some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Now Jesus explains later, this seed is the word of God. His seed fell on a footpath where the birds ate it. The word of the Lord, the invitation to come and be a part of the kingdom of heaven, to come sit at the table of Jesus Christ, fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. The Most High gave his invitation where he knew that most likely it wasn't going to plant. And he still scattered that seed. He didn't overshoot his mark. He didn't miss. He is intentional. He is always planned. Yeah. And he is not wasteful. Yeah. He's extravagant. He's lavish. He's generous. But he is not wasteful. And still he scattered it on the footpath where the birds ate it. Now, in our context, this is the person who is so hurt. They can't even hear what you're saying through their hurt. Yeah. This is the person who has been offended so far in the past that that story has become an entire lens for their life that you can't seem to get anything through to them right. because all they see and hear is their hurt yeah. or their pride. Yeah. Yeah. I already know it all. They maybe went to a local Christian college where they got a degree in theology. Oru. And they knew it all. No one said Oru. <laughs> I went to Oru, so it's fine. Um, but maybe they, got, they think they know it all, so there's no more room. It's kind of dense in there. Nothing can get down. And the birds of the air are, uh, is the enemy coming in and scooping it up before it even gets a chance yeah. to yeah. go down beneath the surface. But what I'm blown away by is that there's a whisper of possibility that that footpath could turn into a garden. And so he scattered a seed there. Now, in this case, he tossed it. It doesn't take root. And so he keeps going. Other seed fell among the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Okay, so we have some growth this time. This time, it's growing. The seed took root. So for us, this looks like someone's excited. Someone's like, oh, this is awesome. I want to be here. I want to serve everywhere. Like, I want to be in every connect group. Yeah. I want to hear it. Give me it. Give me, give me, give me. I just want to be around. This person's excited. They're excited. They want to be a part. They want to serve everywhere. They want to be discipled. They want to grow. There's change in their life. But then it gets costly. Mm-hmm. The honeymoon phase is over. Right. Something shows up, brings a little heat. And there was no roots. They didn't want to dig deep on their own when no one was telling them the stuff, spoon feeding them. They didn't want yeah. to dig deep and get that water for themselves and figure yeah. out in their own prayer closet how to get on their knees and beg yeah. God and say, hey, someone right. hurt my feelings. Someone didn't handle things right. Someone overlooked my serving and I didn't feel encouraged like I needed to feel encouraged. But you know what? That's the moment you put the roots down and you say, I'm doing this for an audience of one. Yes, I'm in a, cult, in a culture that's really, really encouraging, but I'm doing this for an audience of one. Yeah. So whether I am seen right. by everybody or whether I'm seen by nobody, right. that's why I love the story that Tiffany was sharing because for a lot, like right now, Tiffany, you're really seen. 
And people are seeing like their life and their fruit, but people are seeing what's been happening in a prayer closet when they got back up and did it again. When they got back up and did it again, when eight o'clock, they're on Zoom every night because Philip's working in Nebraska six days a week. <laughs> like, and they're spending their quality time, they're figuring out how to have a healthy marriage. Like after they put the kids down at 8.30 at night over Zoom. Like no one's seeing that. No one's seeing that. You gotta put those roots down deep. And there's always an opportunity for every person to get those roots down deep, to dig their own wells, so that they know where to go when the going gets hard. In this case, this person, or these people, didn't want to change on the inside, but the farmer keeps going. Other seed falls among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Okay, so this seed's getting even taller, and in discipleship, maybe this means this person's with us for a bit. They're running with us for a bit. They're going for a bit. They've got some roots. Yeah. They know how to talk to Jesus for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know how to read the word of God for themselves. Yeah. That's awesome. They love God for themselves. They have a personal relationship. This is great. Like, this person's growing. But then, there's some weeds. Mm-hmm. And maybe we see the weeds. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, they love Jesus. They also really, really, really love their business. Or they really, really, really love their influence. They really, really, really love their boyfriend. And maybe getting a little too physical with their boyfriend. Maybe they really, really, really love making money. Maybe they really, really, really love being with a bunch of people and partying on the weekends. But they really, really, really love Jesus, so they're growing. But you see the other stuff. And at some point, there's going to be a choice. One or the other is going to take over. There can't be both there. So we start having the weeding conversations. Hey, have you tried tithing, giving the first 10% to God, so that money no longer has a hold on your life? We have the conversation of like, hey, let's talk about purity so that you're able to put your physical desires before God, so that physical desires no longer have a hold on your life and you can walk free. Uh, Hey, have you tried serving? So that you can lay your time down before God and time, your time doesn't have a hold on your life anymore. Those are the weeding conversations, like let's make a choice, which one we're going for here? Is it kingdom of heaven? Is it surrender? Or is it it this world? Which one? What are we doing here? There's no judgment, there's growth in your life, but these things are gonna choke you out if you don't watch out. And so in this case, the weeding conversations, the person walked the other way. It makes me think of the parable, or not the parable, but the story of when Jesus talks to the rich young man. And the rich young man says, what must I do to follow you? Yeah. And Jesus says, go sell everything, follow me. I'm just telling you, it's costly to follow Jesus. Yeah. Yes, it, is. it doesn't yeah. cost anything for his love, but to follow him, it costs something. Absolutely. And in that case, the man walks away sad because he couldn't give up that yeah. to follow Jesus. Wow. Yeah. It's a classic story of the weeds. They took over. Jesus said, come and see. He watches the man walk away, and he keeps on going. The farmer keeps on going, keeps scattering the seed. The seed grew and produced, oop, oop, is that where we're at? Nope. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. Mm -hmm. Still other seed. Not all the seed. Maybe not the majority of the seed, but still other seed. So where are our eyes? Mm. Are our eyes still back on the rocky soil? Are they still back on, oh, maybe I should have watered more at the beginning. Maybe I should have helped them dig the roots. Maybe I should have cleared a few of the rocks. Are our eyes still on the footpath? Maybe if I had just like taken out a little gardening tool and just like made that footpath a little bit softer, mm-hmm. like maybe I could have, are, are our eyes still back there? Are our eyes still on the weeds? Like how could I have helped them more? Maybe I should have worded it differently. Maybe I shouldn't have talked to them about tithing. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have talked yeah. to them about serving. Maybe I shouldn't have talked to them about their physical purity. Maybe I shouldn't have talked to them about the things that I saw in their life they were about to take out their love of Jesus. Yeah. We start regretting and wondering and questioning and thinking, maybe I shouldn't have done it. Maybe they would have still been here. Maybe they still would have been following Jesus. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't have fallen off. Maybe yeah. they wouldn't have made that choice. Are we, are eyes still there? Are our eyes looking at, you know what, God, still other seed yeah. planted wow. on fertile soil. Uh-huh. It's the same seed. Uh-huh. 
It's the same seed. It's the word of the Lord. We're not changing the word of the Lord. We're not changing this invitation to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. We're not changing what we know is good for you. Like if someone wants to get healthy, I'm not telling them go eat Doritos. I'm just, I'm just not, I like Doritos. I'm just not telling them to do that. I'm telling them this is the healthy food that's going to make your life better. This is the water that's going to be life for you. That's going to be good for you. That you're going to feel better. Get some sleep. I'm not changing what's healthy because somebody wants what's unhealthy and still feel healthy. I'm telling them how to live healthy. And I'm not going to be apologetic about it. Even though they might, I might have said, come and see, and they walked away. Now, Jesus didn't walk that way. He scattered that seed. He passed that invitation. And I'm so thankful because Jesus didn't count the cost when he called my name. He didn't get a guarantee yeah. that I was going to say yes. He didn't ask for a guarantee. He just offered. It's great. And it reminds me of when my pastors invited us to this church. I was a little wild. I was wild in my own way. I wasn't partying. That wasn't my thing. My thing was pride, like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my pastors cast that invitation and said, come and see. And I don't know of anyone who epitomizes this story any better than Pastor Ben and Justin. I'm glad they're not here because they'd be so uncomfortable. But, <laughs> um, but they keep seeing the potential yeah. in the soil. Yeah. They're not looking and saying, counting the cost and saying, no, 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 that looks like a footpath. We're not going over there. Like, all I can tell you is that every week my pastors come and say, hey, this person's amazing. I'm so excited. This person, God's going to do something in their life. Every week is fresh because their eyes are always on still. There's other seed that's going to produce more, more, more of the kingdom of heaven. They're not looking back. They're looking forward. And now I would like to skip the soil altogether. Have you heard of hydroponics? <laughs> like, I have learned about hydroponics. I feel like we should have discipleship hydroponics. This is why I am the laborer. <laughs> because I'm like, this would be nice. You skip the soil, it's very clean. It's very clean, there's no soil. But the Bible says, where there's no ox, yeah. the stall is clean. Yeah. Like, people are messy. Also notice, people are dirt. <laughs> yeah. We all dirt. <laughs> but... The difference is not. Like, I think we also need to all notice that even the soil that produced was still dirt. Yeah. It was how it received the seed. Yeah. It was that the rocks were cleared out. The weeds were cleared out. Yeah. Still soil, yeah. but, knew how to, but knew how to receive the seed. And I think for all of us knowing, like, we're soil. But we can, we can let God cultivate a soft heart in us. Yeah. Through prayer, I was thinking when we were praying in there earlier, that's actually how we cultivate soil in our church. That's how we're cultivating and tilling up and like and praying for soft soil in our church, praying for hearts that are teachable, praying um, for hearts that are unified, praying that people would be hungry for God. Like that's where we're cultivating. And then when we speak and invite, that's that seed, the seed of the kingdom of heaven. We're not trying to build a big church. We're trying to build the church of Jesus Christ, his plan A for reaching this world. Somehow, some way, this field, this house is still his plan A yeah. for this city. So we got to keep going. My Jesus didn't think this cost was too much when he chose me and he gave his son for me. And when he said, come home with me. And when there were times where I said yes, and there were times. And I think we all need to know this. There's always times that yeah. we have to watch. Yeah. Because though in this story, it's quick one way or the other. We all got rocks. We all got weeds. There's always a minute. There's always a choice. Right. right now I'm following. But they say the day after you run a marathon is the first day that actually is the hardest to stay disciplined mm-hmm. because you achieve that goal. Yeah. So when you're running hard and you feel like, I passed the mark, ask God for a new mark. Yeah. Because you want to yeah. keep running. You want to stay in running shape. You want to stay in this for the long haul. And you always got to fix your eyes on Jesus. One audience. 
So we keep going. And I want to just finish with this scripture. Because I don't know in this room if I think all of us have had moments where we thought someone was going to be with us for the long haul. Yeah. We thought it was going to look different. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. someone that we poured our heart into. We went to coffee with when we were exhausted. Yep. We invited into our home at yep. the expense of our own kids, maybe. Yep. We got up on a Saturday morning to meet with them. We were tired and sleepy, and there was a lot happening in our life. And we were like, God, I don't know if I even have enough for this. But the Holy Spirit led through this and poured out of us and into that person. You're like, this is it. This is it. They're going to shift. And then weeds got it. Yeah. Or something stole it away. But I just want to encourage you. There was still a hundredfold harvest that was more than what was planted but it all came in one section. Yeah. So like, it's not like a one-to-one ratio where like I invest here and then I get this back. It's like, we're going to be generous with that. Yeah. We're going to just keep tossing that out because, okay, here nothing, there nothing, there nothing, there nothing, there nothing. But here's a hundredfold of even more than what was planted if yeah. everything had grown. Yeah. And so this looks like the person you're meeting with and you're pouring into, they don't need to be reminded anymore to spend time with Jesus. They're desperate. They're inspiring you. And they're telling other people, you have got to get in the word of God because it's going to change your life forever. Their marriage is blowing up with good stuff so much that they're like, you know what? This other couple's going through hard times. What do you think about me and my husband meeting with them, encouraging them, coaching them, inspiring them, telling them like, hey, here's the right path to walk. You can do it. You can get up. You can do it again. Or maybe it's a, it's a teenager who says, I have a calling. I have a purpose on my life. And I'm going to go tell my friends in my school. And then they go start something and they shift the entire culture of their school like this is what a hundredfold looks like when that person that you have just given like hey you need to talk to Jesus and you need to pray real simple talk to Jesus pray serve pray serve talk to Jesus pray serve like just literally very simple stuff and then that person comes back to you and says like I think I can serve more I think I think there's more I think hey can you talk to these people actually no I'm gonna go talk to these people just tell me what to say like they're people who are producing more who are so on fire that they can't keep their mouth shut about who Jesus is who are saying to people like there's hope for your life there's hope for your marriage hey the the script your parents gave you when you were a child about who you were going to be isn't true about you you are called by name you are made for a purpose so go and do it Like, this is a hundredfold. This is what we're going for. There is always, every day when we we pour out, there is always the opportunity for a person to make a choice about how they receive what you're giving them. But there's always, there is always a purpose. Because God is the one who sees the investment, and he is always the one that gives back. And so, there is one one farmer, lots of laborers, lots of soil. Let's just keep going. I want to read this scripture to us, and then we'll close out. It's Paul. And right before this, he says, no, I haven't arrived yet, which I just love. And he says, forgetting, it's Philippians 3, 13 through 14, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let's keep going. Love you all. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.